Dear yun ka. Dear. Your last drunk. Uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, to- I do. I, I just draw a huge blank every time. Why is that? Maybe there's a little fear about this still for me. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. it's just as soon as it like comes in, it's like maybe there's still... Anyway, I'm Carl. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic addict, among other things, and my sobriety date is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 for our years-long coverage of 50-plus shows. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Listen in moderation. That's when everybody chants yet again. Hey, you know what was super cool? Is uh, I was approached by uh, this awesome chick. Uh, v actually the 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 podcast was approached by this awesome chick V, and uh, she wanted us to promote her uh, her her meeting, and so, and I said we'll we'll do one even better. We will become the official, uh uh, well you will become the official meeting, of SoberPod, uh, because it also it's a really good time. So it was uh, uh Saturdays at four p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that makes it like seven p.m. Eastern, so that's just like a really good window you know, across the United States. Uh, so sorry, uh, our one person listening in Australia right now, and <laughs> our one person listening in Ireland. Sorry, but hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you know, I don't know, gotta get up early in the morning or something. Anyway, so um, hey, maybe that'll be a good morning meeting for somebody. Anyway, so uh, so it is called what we decided to call it was a, uh, I guess she had already called it this it was a sos meeting so i just uh i just put a little graphic around it and put our logo in the middle of it and ta-da it becomes sos saturday meeting um so that's awesome i'm i could not make it um uh today actually we're recording this on a saturday evening uh but i so i could not make it my daughter had a uh uh homecoming thing and i had to be like you know there and you know while she was getting dressed to, to leave the house so i could not be on the meeting at all um but uh but i hear that um uh a few other people made it that we are that we know can't name names because it's still technically a meeting we want to maintain some anonymity with it but uh but yeah it seemed seemed kind of cool so um so if you are interested it's every saturday at 4 p.m and you can go to the website so it's on the website Go to silverpod.com and you'll see like a little SOS graphic there. You can also go to uh, Facebook uh, Live, our Silverpod Live section. Uh, and so you'll see it there in the events page, pages. Uh, you, if you're a member, it's also posted under the events calendar. There's an events calendar in the member section. So you can see it posted there in the, in the, in the member section as well. Oh my gosh. But so I do want to thank V for like having the freaking cojones to like step up you know uh start a meeting first of all 
and then reach out to try and help promote it. Like, you know, and you know what I mean? It's just like, that's just the basics of shit, right? Somebody mm-hmm. who is willing to do that shit is like fucking awesome. Because to hold that space for any number of people coming to like, you know, on, on any given Saturday is kind of awesome. So I just, I, I love, that's the basics of service and I freaking love it. I just love somebody who's willing to, send an email, stick it up and, you know, and just, and be there to log in period. You know, I think that that is just an awesome deal. So that's truly what we talk about. Stay active, stay sober. Yes. Oh, is that so, the end? So it's on, <laughs> <laughs> so it's on zoom. Is that correct? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's a zoom, uh, a zoom meeting like all the other zoom meetings. Uh, so the, the number and the, uh, password are, uh, located in all those places that we just talked about, so kind of cool, yes. Very cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to hit that. We're gonna have to crash the party. You know, I thought about crashing it and like, um, like dressing up in a disguise and putting in like a, <laughs> a false name. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just thought it'd be funny. Carlos. So, yeah, Car- Carlita. <laughs> Carlotta. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, that would be awesome. Anyway, uh, what else are we doing here, Chelsea? What's going on? Um, we, well, we have a response for, uh, is it from, uh, Spotify? Yes. From, uh, our Spotify. And the question was, what is your go-to solution for getting into an attitude of gratitude? And we had, we had Stratocasterski. Oh, I'm glad you said it. (laughs) Stratocasterski. Okay. Um, And I'm assuming it's a him, but don't come for me if it's a female. Have a sister who lost her seven-year-old son to disease. She still gets up and smiles and helps her family every day. Any excuse I I think I have to be ungrateful is eliminated when I think of her. And that's that's amazing. It's so true. Like how... how, uh, you know, we forget how bad things can be, you know, when mm-hmm. we're so wrapped up in our own like pity party or, you know, just not thinking about, okay, we have it pretty damn good. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's always someone struggling with much worse. That is true. And that's why, like when we were talking about in the last episode, it's like, what, why is it that they're always talking about this negative shit? You know, it's like, and I guess it is for comparison. So sometimes, sometimes that does work. Sometimes that is like a, a thing that'll shock you into, uh, you know, remembering, you know, like, again, I, I, I think even like the, the, this topic, for instance, remembering your last drunk, it's like, you know, it, that's what the next reading is in our living sober chapter. And, you know, to me, it's like, that's, it's almost like another tool to actually think about gratitude in that way. Cause like, what was your last drunk? You know, because everybody's got their last drunk. Not your last drink, but your really uh, your good last drunk, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, very different. So they actually talk about that too. So, um, so, um, what else are we doing? I guess we're just we're doing it. We're we're gonna listen to the, this. Is what we're doing. We're we are this whole. I guess this season now is like the the idea of we are doing the living sober book. We are listening to a chapter on on living sober, and then we are talking about it. It's pretty much that simple, you know. I mean, isn't that what we do? And there's meetings just like this too, as well, right? So it's like you know, we're not totally unique, but we're going through the whole thing. So if you want to go through it with us, you can go back to uh, 
new beginnings <laughs> of 2022 in, I believe it was March, still not sure, but go back to new beginnings of 2022 and you can start listening uh, along with us as we go through the book, Living Sober. Oh, like, that's like a little, I should cut that out and make that the trailer. Right yeah, there. that'd that's be pretty true. good. Yeah. But you didn't say anything though. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Be, it's just like Carl making a trailer. That sucks. We should make a trailer <laughs> together. Anyway. All right. So, um, so, uh, and now without further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm going, I'm not going to say that I'm sharing the screen at all because I'm really not sharing the screen right now. And I'm not going to say that this is, this is <laughs> chapter 20. Remember your last drunk. Here it is. 20. Remembering your last drunk. That's not a typographical error. The word is drunk, not drink, as you'll see. A drink is a term which has awakened pleasurable echoes and anticipations in millions of people for centuries. Depending on our age and on the circumstances which surrounded our first experiences with alcohol, we all have various memories and hopes, sometimes anxieties, aroused by the thought of a cool beer, a martini, a gin and tonic, a scotch and soda, a sip of wine, <laughs> or whatever. Repeatedly, in the early drinking of most people, the anticipations were fully met by the desired drink. And if that happened often enough, we naturally learned to think of a drink as a satisfying event. Whether it gratified our need to conform to a religious custom, quenched our thirst, graced a social occasion, relaxed us, stimulated us, or gave us any other kind of satisfaction we sought. It is not difficult for a 55-year-old Finn, for example, when he hears someone suggest a drink, to recall the flush of warmth that a shot of vodka or aquavit brought on a cold day in his youth. One young woman may instantly visualize an elegant crystal glass of champagne, glamorous surroundings, new clothes, a new lover. Another may think of a pull from a bagged bottle toted by the long-bearded youth in denim at her side while the music rocks, the strobe lights flash through the sweet smoke, and everybody screams in ecstasy. Hey now. One AA member says a drink makes him almost taste pizza with a brew. A 78-year-old widow among us is inevitably reminded of the sherry eggnogs she began to like at bedtime in a nursing home. Although perfectly natural, such mental images are now, for us, misleading. Those were the ways some of us began to drink. And if that had been the whole truth of our drinking history, it is unlikely that we could have developed much of a drinking problem. A searching, fearless look at our complete drinking record, however, shows that in the last years and months, our drinking never created those perfect magic moments again, no matter how often we tried for them. Instead, over and over, we wound up drinking more than that and landed in some kind of trouble as a result. Maybe it was simply inner discontent, a sneaky feeling that we were drinking too much. But sometimes it was marital squabbles, job problems, serious illness or accidents, or legal or financial worries. Therefore, 
When the suggestion of a drink comes to us, we now try to remember the whole train of consequences of starting with just a drink. We think the drink all the way through, down to our last miserable drunk and hangover. A friend who offers us a drink usually means simply that one sociable glass or two. But if we are careful to recall the full suffering of our last drinking episode, we are not deceived by our own long-ago notion of a drink. The blunt physiological truth for us as of today is that a drink pretty surely means a drunk sooner or later, and that spells trouble. Drinking for us no longer means music and gay laughter and flirtations. It means sickness and sorrow. One AA member puts it this way. I know now that stopping in for a drink will never again be, for me, simply killing a few minutes and leaving a buck on the bar. In exchange for that drink, what I would plunk down now is my bank account, my family, our home, our car, my job, my sanity, and probably my life. It's too big a price, too big a risk. He remembers his last drunk, not his first drink. Ooh, I like that one. I like, it got serious real yeah, quick. I know that, that last part was like the, you know, the heavy hand. Because I can imagine, like, I was sitting here thinking as she was talking, I was like, could you imagine just, like, going into a bar and being like, here's my car. Can I have a beer? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because it, it, I mean, you don't really think about it that way. But ultimately, you know, and then the other thing is about the sanity. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yes, absolutely. That was like, you know, that was the, I think that was the first thing that I lost, you know, when I, <laughs> you know, when I took a drink. So, I, you know, um, what do you think, Chelsea? What, what's, go what's going on with this one for you? Well, I definitely related to, like, the elegant glass of champagne because, you know, when I got sober, I remember having an entire cabinet dedicated to glassware and not just like your normal cups, like shot glasses, like the martini glasses, the Paraphernalia. wine glasses. And I was like, the fuck am I supposed to do with these? You know, <laughs> like what like, did you do with them? So um, a lot of them we donated. Granted, it wasn't right away because my boyfriend at the time was still drinking Although, you know, he, he was more of a beer drinker. He wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, not any Pinot Noir or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So after about a year of my sobriety, we just donated about 98% of them and like left a couple uh, kind of not souvenirs, but like sentimental glasses, I guess. Um, but it just felt good to kind of get rid of that you know, and not really mm -hmm. have that attached to me anymore. Um, because it was kind of a constant reminder of, um, I can't use those. I could, but you know, they, in my mind, it was like, that is for alcohol and I am not consuming yeah. alcohol. So that, that was kind of, um, a way of me letting go of that. 
um, and realizing that if I were to use one of those glasses, I would be starting, you know, down a road that is not good for me. Mm-hmm. What about so, you? Well, I, um, this one came up for me, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things, which is like just the idea again, it's staying away from that first drink. It's that a bit remembering the last drunk. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's weighted, right? You know, it's like, uh, because we can always like, uh, when I, I'm reminded of like when I would go on vacation, especially, right? You know, we, we take the RV, we go to the beach or wherever, right? And what happens is, is inevitably there's always somebody having a, a good time. They're about to tie one on, you know? And it's, and it seems like such a innocent thing. And I, and I remember when I was first getting sober in like that first, I don't know, four months, and I did go on vacation. I remember just standing at the back of the RV with my hands in my pockets as it rained, you know, and um, standing next to the fire, just staring at the beach. And I was like, what do I, what do, I do now? Like, what do I do with my hands? I don't know. <laughs> and and then there was people, you know, starting to tie one on and they were actually starting to have a good time. And their little campsite was all like, you know, you know, the gaiety, the laughter, the ha ha ha. Right. And um and I just felt miserable being, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, and it's, it's just such a, you don't really think about it Cause you all, all I was really thinking about was like, I'm going to miss out on that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss out on the good times and those, that are, but you know, but that was like four months into sobriety. You know, I had to remember four months prior, you know, towards the end of my drinking when I was shitting blood, crying in my fucking rum and coke on my computer and crying out for help to say, dear God, please release. How quick we forget that that fun time laughter, you know, um, uh, Bill Wilson talks about it when he goes to Akron and in his story, you know, he um, he hears all the people talking in the bar. And he has to make a choice. Like, what is he? Is he gonna? Is he gonna go in there and you know uh, order a drink and you know or not, or just even sit in there and just order a you know a sarsaparilla, and <laughs> or or is he gonna go and try and find another alcoholic to help? Right? Like, mm-hmm. he has to make this decision of like, you know, go in there and 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 um you know, uh, hang out and mingle with all the other you know people supposedly having fun. Uh, but again, it's like, you know, and I know it's like, that's just not where it ends up ever. Right. And I don't care. Like, that's what it really caught me is to say no matter what eventually. And that's what happened to me. Actually, when I was 25, I picked up a drink and with my buddy at the bar and you guys may know the story if you've been listeners, but I, um, I, you know, I, I didn't put a drink down for 15 years after that. It took me 15 years to get back into any amount of sobriety. And I did not understand that because at 25 years old, I think I was still, you know, I, I still question whether I was an alcoholic or not. So when I picked up a drink, it was fun and it was great. And I went dancing and we had good times and da, 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 da. And for like, you know, but again, what did I do with it? <laughs> you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't improve my career. I didn't do that. And, um, and I, and it took me 15 years, um, it, to say when, right. To, to really struggle and to be, um, to be desperate and to know like, you know, w- where that would lead me. 
to know that pain is just, it's just horrifying, really. So yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. It's just like the, the, like thinking the tape all the way through, you know, if you're going to go get a drink, you know, oh, I'm just going to go and everybody's, oh, everybody's just partying. I'll just have a, I'll just have a drink, you know, it was no big deal. And it's like, that's what I thought. Even at 25, no big deal. Even the next day I was like, nothing bad happened. I'm going to do that again. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think I'm going to do that again until I shit blood and until I cry for mercy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just thought I'm just going to have fun, but I didn't understand that, you know, basically once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, once an addict, always an addict. You know, I, I, I didn't have a problem with alcohol until I had a problem with alcohol. But just the fact that I had problems with other things should have made me a little bit wiser, but it didn't, you know? So, uh, so I, yeah, I guess that's the thing is you can't tell people that shit, right? You just can't because they have to experience it. But let me just say, the minute you have a relationship with alcohol where it's you know doing something to you and no longer for you, you should really start reevaluating your relationship um, like we just uh, were read to, you know? Yeah, it's and like, we have this idea that, you know, it's going to go back to the beginning. And yeah. in my experience... Fortunately, I haven't had a relapse um, since getting sober, but it's from what I've seen, you know, for from other people who have gone through that, it's never as satisfying or as good as the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hear I hear that with drugs, too. It's like you're constantly chasing that first high. Um, And so you know, it's kind of our mind tricking us into thinking, oh, this time it'll be different when really Mm -hmm. it's, it's probably just going to, um, pick up where you left off and you're going to feel shitty. Um, and I think you've mentioned it before, like you're (laughs) like, you know, with a, with a relapse, you've got, um, a body full of liquor, but a head of AA and that doesn't sound like a good time to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and you know and actually when I was 25 it really wasn't and when I was drinking for the 15 years it really wasn't I still knew the truth about myself mm-hmm. and that's where you start to, that's where you start to operate in a lot of you know awkward denial you have to bend your brain in a lot of different contortions in order to continue doing what you're doing and be able to look in the mirror like I said I wasn't able to towards the end so so yeah and, and you're absolutely right it is progressive even like I know that from experience as well. So 25, when I picked back up drinking, of course, you know, I was drinking alcoholically like that. Like I, I did not skip a beat. Like it literally like even with five years sober from 20 to 25 and never having drank in a bar. Boy, I picked up that bar scene pretty quick. You know, it was like, <laughs> like I know I, they you know, named a drink after you. I know exactly. Right. So it's like I, you know, and, and that just seems so, strange to me like how easy it was for me to just maneuver into doing that you know um yeah it was just very strange and i I'll, part of me too was like oh you know i only drink in bars you know like hey, i'm not i'm not buying anything to take home or anything you know and then of course you know i bought some to take home or i bought some to prime myself before going to the bar because <laughs> you know what i mean it's like when you start doing all that shit then you know it's like yeah you got some you got some differences so so, um, so yeah, for me, I, I, I think I try to remember the last drunk a lot, which is what we talked about in being grateful, right? 
which is, you know, we have to sometimes contrast, you know, where we were with where we are now in order to like really understand our gratitude. And I think the the drink versus the drunk is a definite tool to do that with because you can sit there and say, you know, boy, you know, the drink was, you know, fun and everybody, you know, hey, you want to go get a drink? Yeah, let's go get a drink. You know, and then um but if you wanted to say, hey, like can we go get drunk and then I don't know, maybe in a few years I'll be shitting blood and like, you know, I call you up and maybe you could check that for me on Google. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, it just doesn't like, you got to play the tape all the way through. And that's where I think, um, you know, just this little paragraph, just this little section is really trying to get to, um, is to say like, you know, maybe for some people it's, um, uh, it is just a drink, right? You know, but for the the alcoholic or quote unquote the and I hate it when people say this the real alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, but for the person who drinks alcoholically, that you really yeah, a drink is not for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ellen, for a long time, like I did not understand the phrase "play the tape all the way through," and mm. so for those who maybe don't understand it. It's essentially like imagine your life is um, tape recorded, you know, and you can you can look into the future, you know, or um, look into the past. So if you make a choice today, um, you know, what's that going to look like if you play the tape all the way through? What is the next thing that will happen and what will happen five years from now from making that choice? And so when I realized what that, um, saying really meant, um, cause you know, I didn't reach out to people in AA to begin with. I kept to myself. And so I didn't learn a lot of these things. Um, I was like, oh shit, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, because there were times, um, like when I was approached by a friend who asked me why I wasn't drinking when I was going to be done with my break and um your sabbatical yes my (laughs) sabbatical and I was like honestly like Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of what will happen if if I decide to drink again and that was me you know just already thinking it through like if I take it today well yeah I may not suffer major consequences but who know you know then I'm gonna start um, drinking more and then I'm going to drive drunk and then I'm only going to participate in activities that have alcohol and then I'm going to get depressed and suicidal and it mm-hmm. just like gets worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and so um, simply for me to verbalize that I think I was already in that frame of mind of like I'm still newly sober at this point and so it wasn't that far behind me like how shitty I was feeling um, and kind of the things that I was ashamed of. So it made it a little easier to look back. But um, today, like with it being years, I feel like it would be a lot easier for me to slip up a little bit and forget how devastate, devastating it was in my life. Yeah, it's, it's, I, so what would you say for the millennials today, rather than playing the tape all the way through, would you say like grab the scrub bar timeline ball and drag it all the way forward like drag it to the end of the video like what would you say 
I don't know, play the Snapchat all the way through. <laughs> yeah, play the Snapchat all the way through. Double tap, double tap. So, you know, really, and, and one of the, the it says, um, one of the paragraphs that said it pretty plainly, it says, uh, so when, when the suggestion of a drink, quote unquote, comes to us, we now try to remember the whole train of consequences of starting with just a drink. We think the drink, uh, we think the drink all the way through. So think, think the drink. Ooh, that'd be a nice one, right? So think the drink all the way through, uh, down to our last miserable drunk and hangover. So we really just play out all that train of consequence. Like so, again, like I, I, and I've talked about it in the episodes before, which is like t- picking up that drink at twenty-five, going all the way to age forty-two. Like I had to, like, really. It's like it's like playing a you know playing it fast forward like you know fast forwarding through like a an episode of like a really bad drunk it's like because you see all those moments that that like kind of flash by and you're like oh i did that i did this i did you know oh my god i slept with who what you know i did oh my god you know it's like that time i was like you know i should never been masturbating in that parking lot you know it's like it's just (laughs) whatever it is it just like comes up it just it goes like through your head and so if you play all that through it's like all that you know um that you know guilt shame remorse you know all the things that like you had to carry along on your last quote unquote drunk you know all the way through all that um you know like you said like the duis the you know the hiding the alcohol the you know i mean it's just all that just all the lies all the bullshit all the you know never mind like losing what you have right mm-hmm. just imagine you still get to keep everything that you have Right. But now add on to it all the bullshit that we have to do you know, in order to live the life that we live. It's just it's just it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> well, and so. I guess I would just like if I were in a position where um, I was contemplating taking a drink and I had that moment to, you know, pause and really think it through. Am I willing to trade what I have today, which is a home, a husband, like a stable job, like mm-hmm. all these positive Peace things. Peace of mind is enough. Yeah, that's mental all I really stability. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know. That's all I wanted. I mean, like, thank God. I don't know if I have it, but at least, <laughs> you know, I have a resemblance of it sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah, I mean, are yeah. you willing to trade all of that for a substance? Um, mm. My, you know, and... Maybe the answer is yes, but I'm more inclined to believe that the answer is no, that people don't want to be miserable for a temporary, uh, you know, moment in time where you think you're going to be happy or joyful. Um, because I, I don't think if I took a drink today, I would be happy or joyful. I, I'd be fooling myself and letting my mind trick me into thinking that, It'll just be like the good old days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think those are long gone, and they were gone many years before I decided to get sober. Yeah, yeah, same here. You know, one of my favorite speakers, um, uh, 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 Paul Mick. Jeez, what is it? What is it again, Paul? Oh, Paul. Oh, I can't remember his last initial. Anyway, he um he talks about saying like you know uh, you know, people people talk about going out and. Like oh if I went out and drink today I'd be I'd be I'd be dead by the by Monday right you know I'd be fucking face down in the gutter and you know and he and part of his spiel is like you know you'd be fucking lucky if you were because the truth is that is that 
and just I know the truth for me is it was it was a it was a long fucking decline. It was and it was not fun. Even at, after that first you know whatever two three months, it was not fun. You know, mm-hmm. it it went downhill from there, and it was, um, and it, and it, the truth is, is like at this time of my life, at this with you know, health and everything else, man, I would be like, I I it would not be looking good. You know, you'd be looking at a very you know jaundiced older man going going south real quick, and so, um, but it, it may be very long. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the thing is I always look at it and I go, I go, well, you know, it'd be, it'd be almost nice if it was over in a couple of days. Right. But the truth is it'd probably like be like another 20 years of just misery. <laughs> and I would mm-hmm. be like, fuck. And then I would be like talking at fucking 70 years old going, and then I took a drink at 50. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Still got the podcast, but you know, <laughs> reviving it after 20 years. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just, it would be one thing to think, you know that way it's like um so that's why it's like for me it's like i know the difference it took me 15 years from drinking at 25 to 42 and i just felt like you know that i would never get back you know and and i just and i actually i felt like i was going to resign myself to just just dying the alcoholic death and that's really what i thought about because when i went to treatment when i was 15 there was an old guy next to me with you know yellow fucking eyes yellow skin fucking liver was failing completely and he just fucking reeked. God, he smelled. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you couldn't you couldn't even look at him because it just looked like looked like you were looking at him through like a messed up Photoshop filter or something. Like like he's just all yellow, and uh, my eyes would water just looking at him because it mm-hmm. was that painful to to watch. Because you're watching death, you know. And uh, and that's exactly the vision I had in my head for myself. And I was like, oh, that's where I'm going, because that's that's all that there is left, and I can't stop. So. That's the that's the end of the line for me, and I knew that. Is I'll be sitting there with some big old, this you know, belly, you know, full mm-hmm. of you know, having to get drained, you know. And I was just like, just the thought of it was just sad. And that's why I just I just wanted to die, you know. So that was kind of part of it too, you know, because you're you're right, just get depressed and you just want to die. So, so, well, with that said, <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me dropping it now. See, see, Chelsea, you're not the only one. <laughs> So, uh, what do you what do you think, Chelsea? Um, uh, what do you think about this little chapter? You, you, you gonna remember your last drunk? I think. Well, okay. So my last drunk, I just remember how I felt afterward. You know, the shame. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I remember the actual drunk because I was so upset the following day. So I remember that. Mm-hmm. And just how helpless I felt that I couldn't stop um, and didn't understand yeah. why I couldn't stop. Um, and just felt so like, so ashamed, you know, that I had become mm-hmm. that one thing I said I would never become, you know. Um, so I think I'll always remember that. But um, I I just don't remember the positive side of alcohol in those in those last days. You know, yeah, yeah. I I rarely hang in the, like I said, maybe when I was first getting sober. You know, I was like, oh yeah, you know, standing in the back of the RV with my hands in my pocket, thinking, oh, those people are gonna have fun. I'm not, you know. But after, you know, I'd say like, whatever it was, eight nine months, I was just like, I I couldn't recall like when it was really like 
that good. You know what I mean? Like to mm-hmm. where I was like, ooh, that, that would be good right now. It's just, yeah, you know, on occasion, you know, like it does happen, like when it's really hot, you're mowing a lawn or whatever, like, oh, yeah, beer would be good. But then you're like, that's stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like the immediate thought right after that is like, what are you doing, brain? You know, that's like, that's not for you. So, um, so yeah, that does happen every once in a while. But uh, it's, I'd say my overall, like, experience, like you said, it's not, it's it's absolutely a detestable thing. It is literally like what they talk about for me in the big book if I, if it's if it's a serious consideration like in that way i literally like it's like you know a, a hot flame like i really am repulsed by that for myself right not for anybody mm-hmm. else like i don't care i actually poured a drink for my wife tonight to give her her dessert wine right and <laughs> i could care less right like i'm just like this is her dessert wine i'm like i'm it's not for me right so i don't have any animosity towards alcohol whatsoever it is so I really like that about where I sit today because I'm like I feel very comfortable in the fact that I it's not doesn't it doesn't impact me that way and it does impact me to know that it's not for me right like I get to know that and that down to my my fiber says it more and more you know as I as I continue to stay sober and do this stuff you know go figure well and yeah. I think that's a good point because okay early on in recovery I would say definitely like you know, just stay away from alcohol. But as Mm -hmm. the years go by, I feel more and more that I am responsible for my own recovery. And it is not up to anyone else to babysit me or um, cater to me or, you know, tiptoe around because I need things a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's up to me to do what I need to do to stay sober. And what other people do is their business. You know, it's it's not anything I should judge them for or put limits on because that's not up to me. Um, If I'm uncomfortable with something, I can voice that. I can remove myself. Again, it's it's up to me to make sure I'm in a good place mentally, uh, physically, um, and and to just set boundaries. But um, I am finding more and more that the longer I'm sober, not to say that it's necessarily easy, but it's, um, I guess it's easier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I get the same, same treatment. All right, yo. Well, that is where the, that is how the baby bounces. And what a terrible (laughs) saying that is. (laughs) Have you been bouncing babies, Carl? (laughs) Yes, it's another old saying. Like, you know what I mean? It's just an old saying. That's how the baby bounces. That's what they say. They must have been throwing (laughs) a lot of babies back in the day. Back in the day, people were throwing babies left and right. I'm telling you, and that's how the baby bounces. So that's (laughs) how the baby bounces. And that's it. That's all we have to to talk about. That's all we really have to, to, you know, it's a short one, you know? We, we we, We could beat this up for another hour, but it wouldn't be worth it, right? You know, we're... We're moving on. And you got schoolwork to do. Mm-hmm. I have I have to go to sleep because I'm an old man. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm such an old man. Hey, I'm check out uh man. Soberpod um Soberpod Life. Uh Facebook.com slash Soberpod slash groups, I think. Something like that. Something like that. And you can find the Soberpod Live. Um that's where we'll one of the places we'll be posting the um, meeting that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And you can also see 
bang and bod fills, um, exercise class. Um, you can also, if you're so inclined, follow us on Twitter at SoberPod. You can also follow me at Sip and Sink. And did I miss anything? Man, I think you just nailed it all. You just, you just, <laughs> just went right it. through it all. Nailed it! All right, ex-party people, you bastards, you sons of bitches. Leave those bitches <laughs> out of it, okay? You sons of Bastard bitches, you know. sons. Jesse's like, what else are you going to call them? <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why do you do this? <laughs> anyway. Well, I think that's it. I think that's the end of our show. Thank you guys for for listening. And um, and please don't forget the one the like the thing we never ask for, right? You know, rate and review. Like, please, like we you know your rates and your reviews. We haven't had like a real surge of like reviews in a while. It's been a couple years actually since we've had people actually review the podcast. So it really does help people and like what they decide to listen to. You know how they decide to listen because there's a lot of other recovery shows out there. So we could use that support as well. Um, you know, and it also helps people make the decision to actually keep listening, right? You know, so um, so it kind of does help the newcomer a little bit. Just saying, just saying. Stop being a selfish motherfucker and holding your reviews to yourself. Just get out there. <laughs> just type something. All right. Oh, people. one more thing. One more thing. Oh, okay. We we have a members section on soberpod.com. Um it's what 2 bucks to join. Is that right? I I think that's what it, I think that yeah, it's 2 bucks. Something two like bucks. that. Yeah. Um, or you can or you can choose 5 buck dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? 5 buck so dollars. If you if 5 buck dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to like, you know, be a baller and you just say like, you know what? I'm going to pay more for this service it's like a tip <laughs> yeah well, it is kind of like a tip and I mean, again you can cancel it anytime um and here's the other thing i do want to know if you can't afford it if you really can't afford it um it you do need to have a credit card in order to sign up for it though that's kind of the thing but uh i can give you a, a special code that'll give you 100 percent off so if you really can't afford it email info at silverpod.com and i'll send you a special code that you can use to access it for free and then the other people can pay how's that because you can afford it you know who you are you two dollar yes. people you come mm-hmm. on it's two dollars two dollars a month ain't that bad and you can and, cancel it anytime so. and you get a lot of good stuff a lot of articles blog posts the video uh, stream from the podcast and uh, workbooks all sorts of things there's tons of stuff going on there like uh, you know i just uh, posted something there uh this weekend which is uh it's it's called listen all you all is the name of the article and as you scroll down uh it's a picture of the beastie boys and it's a self sabotage <laughs> get it get it listen all y'all it's a self sabotage oh, okay <laughs> i'm the only one i'm the only one that does I'm like one. you know carl you're dating yourself i mean yeah well i mean it happens <laughs> <laughs> You know, our audience is anywhere between 28 and like 60. So I'm just saying, that's our audience. All so, right. All right. All right. All right. So we're done. We're out of here. CX party people. Have a good uh, week. What, what, what do you What do you say to the, to the kind people? Doses. Doses? Doses. Doses. <laughs> Doses. Yeah, it's, it's getting too close to something there. <laughs> I want to come down to the oos. Deuces. 
And then, uh, and I say, um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>